Welcome to Amplify Love Podcast. My name is Natalia Love Angelou. I empower women to own their superpowers and transform their mindsets so they can experience more confidence, clarity, and live their dream life. Hello, and welcome back to Amplify Love. So today's episode will be a little bit different because of the season. Yesterday was Halloween, so I was a guest for my friend's podcast, Path to Empowerment with Sydney Morrison, and this episode is going to be that. It's going to be her and I talking about Halloween and Samhain and the energies of this um, portal of right now with the lunar eclipse and all the amazing stuff about the veils being thinner to connect to your ancestors and your guides. So I hope you enjoy this podcast, and next week I'll continue with the laws of the universe. Have a fantastic day. For those tuning in, this is going to be released on November 1st, but we'll still be in that Halloween vibe. Um, so for people who are, you know, enjoying this time of year, but they don't really know too much about the season, specifically the Celtic roots of Halloween, um, I figured we could just kind of give a super quick Coles Notes version about this time of year. Uh, and yeah, so Samhain or All Hallows Eve, however you want to recognize this season, it represents the thinning of the veil. It's where the uh, space between us and the spiritual world is at its closest, and it's super easy to make those connections. So when you're celebrating this time of year, Natalia, what sort of things do you like to do with this veil being super thin, being able to make these connections? Do you find that it's like super easy to get like your downloads and to connect with spirit more so than the rest of the time of year? Oh my goodness. Yes, I do find that. I, and what I love about this time of year is that there's so many other people that's doing the same kind of rituals and ceremonies and the belief with this beautiful energy. It is felt collectively. If you right. look at different like cultures that we have the Celtics with the Samhain, but we also have in um, Central America, we have like the day of the dead. So this time of year for me, I love connecting to my ancestors. So I think of my, my greats that passed on. And if I have a picture or just even thinking of them and talking to them and I, I love making little altars. So offering some sweetness, like some dates and some nuts while I'm thinking of my great grandmother or my grandmother, it really is a great way to connect and ask them to assist you on on your life's path right now. They're there for us, but during this time of year, it's much more quicker to feel, to see, to sense, and to communicate. So yes, the downloads are much easier. And even for manifestations, I find as well during this time, where we do have a full moon eclipse. So a lot of shifts, a lot of things have been happening intense for everyone I know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this eclipse has been like really, 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 really intense for a lot of people. I know myself included. I've just kind of been like knocked over and it's not even in like a bad way. It's just it's been a lot of energy and I feel like really big things are shifting. So it's been a good time to try to like just slow down and, and let the universe kind of do what it needs to do, move the things around that it needs to move to get you where you need to go, because you're exactly right. Like the manifesting this season is just 
absolutely incredible. So it's a really good time for that. And again, if you're listening to this on the first, you can still tap into that energy. It's all good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And in the, in the Samhain tradition, it is actually like the New Year's as well, yes. right? So it is like tomorrow is Hallow's Eve, this mm-hmm. Halloween, but the origin of it, if you think about the history of Halloween, and right now we know it as trick or treat and dress up, but before it was the trick or treat and started off because uh, they knew it was the thinnest time of the year to connect to their ancestors. So they would give food outside to connect to their ancestors and to their loved ones and to the saints as well. But then there would be those you know, teenagers, they'll be like, hey, I'm going to open the gate and let your barn animals out. And then the people were like, oh, no, we don't want them to be mischievous. So let's just start giving the teenagers some candy. And that's how it started in the like the 1900s. That's how it started with the trick or treating that we know it today. And I really like thinking of the history of things because it really gives you a stronger connection. When I was a child, I wasn't allowed to even dress up and go out for Halloween because I was raised where it's a sin and it's not a good thing. So of course, as an adult, and when I started having children, I need to educate myself so I could let go of any old programs. And I realized, hey, this is my type of Halloween, my type of party, the Halloween, where we could dress up as our authentic selves, like our true divine priestess, witch, wizard, alchemist form. It is a way to celebrate our inner child and to play and have fun. Our life is always so structured in this society. Why not dress up and fantasize about being the avatar and have fun with your favorite costumes? Yes, absolutely. I And I think that's so important to really bring the focus to like the play and the joy. And really, I kind of think of it as just kind of balancing out life, you know, because a lot of people and don't get me wrong, I love the horror aspect to Halloween. I am very much a horror movie, thriller, psychological thriller kind of gal. Um, and I, I, I like those thrills. It's a lot of fun to watch the scary stuff. But I think sometimes there's a lot of people who are fearful of Halloween because it does seem very scary and kind of creepy. And I even I don't even know if I can find it, but I had this card in my one Oracle deck that I'm going to use later on today. And it's the, I think I showed you it, Natalia. It was that like um, Mabon Oracle for oh, the fall I season. Love that. And there's one card in here that's the Reaper. And it like the artwork is incredible, but <laughs> it looks so scary. And it's basically the equivalent of like the, the death card in tarot. And oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks so creepy, but yes. <laughs> I think it's such a, a beautiful card and it has such a great meaning behind it, right? And so I think people just get so caught up with the imagery and the themes that are portrayed for Halloween of, oh, you know, it's dark and scary and ghosts and ghouls and all those things that we forget that it really is about this ability to celebrate and connect with our ancestors and to find balance with it's a great time to do shadow work like oh my gosh it's it's so great so finding that balance between yeah you know there's some spooky stuff but we're also here to celebrate let out our inner child and oh my god like my favorite thing to dress up as as a kid was a witch (laughs) that was that was my jam and so now I get to do that kind of every day I've got my desk all set up in my altar but 
yeah, and being able to really that. tune into that fun side of the season. Exactly. And the spooky side, the reason why it is there for this time of year is because since the veil is at its thinnest, right, that's so close to death. And if you think of our ancestors, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, these were scary times because if they didn't save enough food for the whole season of winter, people are going to be dying. And that's what's going to happen. So this time it was like the New Year's, they celebrate and the last like big hurrah and let's drink wine and be merry and have fun because some of us may die. Who knows, right? They don't have enough food and squash and all the preservatives saved. And like that, those are scary times. Like right now, yeah. we can go, we can get food 24-7 easily. But if you think about that, that's another reason why there's a spookiness aspect to it and like the death element to it and the gore element to this time of year is because it is associated with the winter. You know, that's like the New Year's, but it's also the winters in between of the seasons, right? The fall and winter. So this is um, another reason why they are so um, embracing of the gore and things like that, because there's no fear of death. Yes. Death is really an illusion. Anyways, if you're having fun connected to your ancestors and your angels and your ascended masters, if you're like in the higher realm of consciousness, there really is no fear of death. So let's dress up as you know, whoever we feel called to. If we want to be spooky like the devil, then that's fine too, because they don't have any fear of those things. Exactly, right? So for this time of year where we have all of these super fun things going on, what are some of your favorite Samhain rituals or just fun things to do this time of year outside of dressing up? Because we all know you love that. Um, but yeah, what are some of the rituals that you really like to practice around this time? Ooh, so I have two I want to share right now. So because of the veil being in its thinnest, and it's important to do the shadow work and to go within and to see what no longer serves me, what are things I need to release and let go? I've done this recently in one of my goddess circles. I gave everyone some tissue paper. You just cut it up in a small little like four by four inch square, and you can write down with a nice you know ink pen things that you're ready to let go and really think about, you know, body, mind, spirit, emotions, fears, limiting beliefs. So what things are stopping your mind? What, what lives in there? That's like your inner critic or, um, fears that are holding you back, self-sabotage addictions, things like that. So then you, um, write down all those things that are, hold on one second my children <laughs> it's all good so write down all those things that are holding you back and then drop into your heart and be authentic because no one needs to read this the only person who knows what you're writing is yourself the more authentic you are the more connected you are to your heart the more powerful this is so i always say drop out of your mind and into your heart write down all those things and then you roll it like a nice funnel and then you get something hard like a book and you place the tissue like standing on top of the book and then you light the top of it and what ends up happening you could do this indoors because it's magical what ends up happening is that the the fire will burn the tissue to the point where it just floats up and then you'll see the ash floating and it's a practice of release of surrender of let go and it's a wonderful way to see that happen 
but and also as a fun activity to do with a few of your close sisters or family members or just for yourself. So that's one I, I really like to do during this time because it's like the weed in your garden. Every single human being has inner critic thoughts. They have the ego mind and the ego stands for agent good out or agent got out, whatever you like to call your higher power. And when you realize that, hey, we all have weeds that we need to pluck out of our body or mind or spirit or life, it helps you see that there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. We're all part of this beautiful earth school. And my another activity I like to do is I like to get a little jar, like the size of like a baby food jar and get some pieces of paper and write down things so similar, but it's a different way of doing it. Write down stuff that is a challenging experience. So if you're going through a hard time with your relationship or hard time financially, or you want to get more clarity with something, you have family drama, work issues, or just not feeling your whole vibrant self being in the middle, crossroads of what you should do next. You write down those challenging things like, you know, you know, dear universe, please assist me with A, B, and C. And then you put it in the piece, well, you put the piece of paper into the jar. So you have a jar with the paper in it. And then you grab some beautiful organic sugar and some cinnamon. And then you put that cinnamon in your heart, do a little intention prayer and put the sugar in your heart for a second, do a little prayer and then place it in your jar. And once you seal your jar and you could, you know, decorate it with stickers and stuff, if you like, then you shake it three times and you chant with sugar and spice and everything nice. I soften the situation. And when you say that three times and you shake it three times, there's a power in three, right? The mm -hmm. infinity, the Trinity. So what it does is it softens the situation. When you write things down, it is so powerful because you're using the word. Your word is the most powerful weapon. You could build yourself up or break yourself down with words, right? Right. So when you write it down, it's like really activating the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And then when you have this, the spice, which is a cinnamon and the sugar, it sweetens things up. I've done this ritual in many of my circles and people write me all the time saying how the relationship has improved. They got a new job, the relationship with their daughter and son and so on has improved. So not just like partner relationship, I mean relationship with other people. That's what relationship is all about. So those are two beautiful rituals I like to do during this time of year that as using that energy of this time of inner reflection and the darkness to go within and to shine light there. I really love those. I think they're so beautiful. And I had to laugh actually at the one point where you were talking about, I think it was this, um, this last one with like the, you know, sweetening or yeah, sweeten the, soften the situation. Um, you had made a reference about like gardening and de-weeding and that made me laugh because I'm not a gardener. I don't, that's my husband's thing. I just don't have a green thumb. I kill almost every plant that I touch. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so like, I don't really resonate too much with like gardening references, but for a couple of my clients, I've had probably about 
three or four lately um, where gardening has come up in either our like psychic medium sessions or um, in our energy healing sessions, but all as it pertains to like shifting and changing. And I just feel called to kind of, I guess, bring it up as an anecdote to follow up your ritual is that um, talking about this like gardening perspective. uh, And again, with this being kind of like the Celtic new year in a sense where, you know, we're uh, to a lot of people, this is like the end of the harvest. Oh, you know, we're going into the winter season. How can this be a beginning? It doesn't feel like it. But when you think about gardening, the process really doesn't start in the springtime when we're planting our seeds. Really, the process starts now. We've cleared out the harvest. We've, uh, you know, we're cultivating abundance. We're feeling really good about everything that we've reaped this year. And now that we're in this fall season celebrating Samhain or Halloween, we're at the point of, okay, so now that I've like reaped my rewards, I have to prepare the soil for the seeds that are coming in the spring. So really, this is a great time of year to start tapping into some of that New Year's energy. And I think those rituals are such a great way to do that. Um, And again, with this time of year and those rituals, I think it's important to kind of talk about that contrast again of like the light and the dark and celebrating life and death and how we can start to, you know, yes, slow down as we enter the winter season. And as we're slowing down to just be a little bit more mindful and really think about what things we're able to release and let go of, that's kind of like the, uh, you know, real life example to this gardening metaphor, right? Instead of actually clearing out the soil, we're going to clear out the energetic crap, for lack of a better term, (laughs) we're taking everything (laughs) that we don't need anymore and we're letting it go. So thank you so much for sharing those rituals. I'm excited to try them. Oh, anytime. I'm glad it landed in your heart. So I love that. And you're absolutely right. That's where it starts, right? It starts during this time where you have to prepare. You have to prepare the land for those seeds in the springtime, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's so many um, analogies with the garden. And when you were just talking about that, it reminded me of this one that I use quite often where if your mind is like the earth, so it's so easy to be suggestible from things, right? You could plant any seed you want and what you water is what grows. What you invest the time in is what you see the results in. So if you use that same analogy of garden again, here's another one. So the seed is your intention, your desires, your manifestations. You have to have a fertile ground. So your mind has to be prepped that you could believe in yourself that yes, this is gonna happen. I'm ready for this. I'm open to receive these intentions, these seeds, because if you're not open to receive it, it won't come to you. So you put those seeds, your inspiration and dreams into your mind. And then what do you need in order for it to grow? You need water. And in the tarot, the water represents your emotions. So you need to have your water in check. You need to have a good nourishment, emotional body, a container. So you had to water it daily. You had to believe in yourself. You had to know that, hey, emotionally, stability in order for the making this happen so that means to not put those doubts into your belief and then what else do we need we do need the sun right and the sun is your faith is how you showing up to water this garden the sun is always showing up a hundred percent 
It doesn't take a break. It's there. It's providing those rays of light. So you have to continuously have the faith in your ability to create this desire. And then you will have that beautiful results, which is the fruit of your seed. And how do you get those results is by continuously to make sure your mindset is in check. Those um, doubts are not there. The water is pure and nourished. The sun is showing up. You're believing in yourself. And then to actually do something like what you're doing is you're showing up in the community in order for you to see new manifestations of clients. As an example, you are there, you have a website, you have a newsletter, you have a podcast, you're doing work out in the community. That is a uh, action to get the result. So that's like the steps in order to manifest that so people think sometimes like, Hey, I could just stay in the darkness and dream, dream, dream and have the beautiful fertile earth. But if you don't have everything, which means all the things I said that you won't be able to have that fruit. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, so you reminded me of that. I had to share that now. <laughs> no, I love that. And that actually is kind of like a good segue. Cause I wanted to talk a little bit about like finding the balance this time of year, because this is both like a a Halloween fall thing where we're talking about, you know, life and death, like finding the balance between the two extremes, um, but also just kind of life in general, right? I find it's so much harder to slow down than it is to start things. Um, So as we're talking about finding the balance, you and I kind of talked a little bit about this before uh, the podcast started, but I I think a lot of people would like to uh, dive into this conversation a little bit. us being very busy individuals, all of us, you and I, as well as the listeners and everybody else in the world, um, this time of year, we are being called like by Mother Earth, by the energy, just everything in general to start to slow down. And that's such a hard thing to do. So I know you've been a busy, busy bee. You even have a couple things that you're going to be announcing over the next couple days. Uh, so in this chaos of like, you know, you've got all these big ideas, you have, you want to do all the things because you've got all these great, uh, you know, projects that need to be shared with the world, but you do still feel that call of like, hey, things are kind of getting a little bit much. I, I do need to start resting. <laughs> what are some of the things that you do to help find that balance between I want to get all the things done, but I also need to honor my rest? Oh, that's such a good question. So it honestly is practicing authentic communication, which means speaking my boundaries. I was invited to so many different events this weekend and I want to go everywhere. I was just, I had a wedding on Friday and then I went to Toronto with some soul sisters and I went to a Tantra event that someone else was leading on Friday night, but I didn't get home till three in the morning. And then on Saturday I had a wedding, but then I was invited to some belly dance story that I really wanted to go, but my body was saying, no, you have to rest and be with your family. So that's what I chose to do. So authentically communicating with myself and realizing, Hey, I don't have to go and do everything. Every invitation is a invitation for me to go into my heart and see how this is feel, how this is land. I want to be there, but do I have the energy in my physical, do I have the energy spiritually, emotionally, and, and, you know, the drive there and the drive back, everything's I take into consideration. And then, um, yesterday I was invited somewhere else to the static dance event, but I was teaching a private Reiki class from like 11 o'clock till six o'clock. So 
I had to check in my body and say, no, you know what? I am okay. I am complete. I do not need to go everywhere. And it doesn't mean that they're going to get upset at me. If they invited me and I'm not showing up. It just means that at this moment in time, I had to honor my body. So I made a, a acronym for the word no, because I was a chronic people pleaser. And from time to time, that inner people pleaser comes out. It's like, I need to be everywhere. And then, so my acronym is new opportunities. When I say no to invitations, even though they're beautiful invitations, I'm giving myself a new opportunity to choose me, to choose to rest, to choose to go in the bath and put some Epsom salt and lavender and rose petals or rose oil and just relax or read a book. And this weekend for me, because I have four kids, it was cuddling up eating chocolate and watching goosebumps and i'm a very sensitive person so just watching <laughs> goosebumps freaked me out I'm like oh my god oh, yes yeah, so. is that the one on disney plus the yes. live action oh my gosh i this is a total side tangent but it's a halloween podcast we'll dive into it i loved reading the goosebumps books growing up and so did my <laughs> husband specifically i don't know if you or your kids read them but there were um a couple of the books where it was like choose your own adventure so like you'd get oh, to pick at the bottom of the page it's like if you want to do this go to this page if you want to do this go to that page so we've been watching this new ghost um goosebump show and to anybody listening if you haven't watched it yet it is really good it's very creepy but it's very well done i'm enjoying it yes it was fun and i chose to do that i chose to chill with my family so in order to you know rest you have to have boundaries yes you have to have boundaries for your wellness for your mental spiritual emotional energetic well-being and the boundary is a uh, respect for yourself is a self-love is a self-care is setting a standard so when you do show up at those places you're choosing to show up at those places you're choosing because you know you have all the energy available for other people because you and me we're light workers so when we go somewhere it's not just showing face and having our conversations with people it's actually we are pillars of light in these beautiful places and we are alchemists shifting darkness into light just by our presence yes. so it's a lot of work energetically going everywhere so that's a one thing I do for myself to make sure I rest is authentically communicate inside. Is this feel right? You know, do I want to go because my ego that wants to go because fear of missing out or do I want to stay because I analyze things and then I give myself permission to say no. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it's important to like really reiterate this this time of year, because I know we talk about it sometimes over, um, like, you know, the beginning of summer when everybody wants to go outside because the weather's so nice. Uh, and it definitely, you know, things get very busy very quickly in the summer. So it's always good to practice your boundaries and saying no at that point. But I find more so this time of year, just because we are being called by nature to slow down the things that you normally would have been able to do over the spring and the summer, suddenly you're running out of energy quicker. You know, you're losing your, or your cup is emptying faster, right? So to just bring a little bit of kindness into this space and, you know, don't worry about, oh, I could have done all of these things over the summer and it would have been no problem. And now I'm feeling tired and lethargic and all of these things. Cause 
it's just part of the season. It's part of the cycle, right? So I, I also love that you brought uh, that acronym to the word no, calling it new opportunities. <laughs> I think especially for the people pleasers, that's a really beautiful way to start to think about it. Yes, exactly. And when you want to say yes, you own that yes, because my acronym for yes is you embracing source and you are an extension of source or you embracing self if you feel more called for that. So when you say yes, it's yes, it's a full body yes. Like, yes, I'm embracing myself, my source power. And, and then people value that. And you are you know, making a beautiful, just a dedication to yourself because it's important to dedicate yourself to your presence. And that's a, a great way to have boundaries spiritually as well as checking within at all times and see how it feels. And you're absolutely right. We all need to rest. And winter is all about that, is being okay with a hibernation period. Yes. If we don't always have to do things, it's okay to be wearing pajamas and sitting down and relaxing. As a person who loves to serve my community, I used to have a lot of guilt. If I wasn't doing something, I would have this guilt like, oh no, oh my God, I wasted one weekend of doing nothing. I should be ABC. But I realized that now as I grew, it's like, no, no, no. It's during those times of stillness that you make space where your divine mm -hmm. light codes to land is your, because we're continuously receiving information from spirit. But if you're not still enough, how can you receive it? If you're not still, those light codes are going to come, but you're not hearing it or feeling it or allowing it to land. So we have to make yeah. space for new things to land. Oh, I love that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's always so great having you on because you bring these like beautiful little nuggets of information. And I was like, oh, I got to write that down. <laughs> oh, and I love being here with you. And I love always having conversations with you because it's just so easy. Just our friendship from the very beginning. So easy. And, right. and that's because we were ready for each other. That's why every oh, single person comes in and out of your life for a reason. And we were both ready for each other. So I love that. Yay. Oh my goodness. Well, we've got some time left. So I don't know if uh, you're feeling down to do some card readings. We'll, uh, we'll just make them generic. We're not going to give them to any particular person. We will just uh, let the messages flow. If it resonates with you, that's great. If it doesn't, it's not for you. Um, but if you're okay with it, I I'm going to get the ball rolling because I was kind of playing around with my deck uh, at the beginning of this and I haven't pulled my message Monday card. So for everybody listening on Ooh. Wednesday, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, and so I was like thrown this card, basically it jumped out of the deck and I was like, Oh, I guess this is what I have to share with the collective today. Um, so I'll show you the card, Natalia. It's this one here. It's witch's rosary. I wish I could like flip the screen around so you could read it, but, um, which is rosary. Yes. It says craft your skills with intentions repeated, a practice of magic powered by purpose. So this card is serving as a reminder that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. If you're feeling like you need a shift, you need a change, um, you're feeling a little bit stagnant, you're not too sure where to go, 
you don't have to look for outside sources. When it says here to craft your skills with intention, it's really just saying to you, okay, instead of trying something totally new and totally different, take a look at what you already have because so many of us, you know, we achieve something and then we move on. We achieve something and then we move on and we collect all of these skills and tools and resources. And then we sometimes forget about them. So I'll do a, a post after we uh, finish recording today. But yeah, uh, this is the card here, just asking for you to, you know, slow down for a little bit, think about, okay, well, what tools do I already have in my possession that I could maybe, you know, master a little bit more. We don't have to learn anything new here, but is there maybe a new perspective that we can take? Is there a different way we can view the situation and apply what we know? So just coming back to self and trusting that you have what you need in order to get through this shift and this change that you're experiencing. I love that. I love that. Okay. See, that's so beautiful. It is a timely message for right now. Right. I love how that happens. It's because you, you set the intention there for the collective. What does my listeners need? And you grab that beautiful card. Yeah. You have to definitely share that card. Cause that's a beautiful, I love your deck. Oh, I will. Thank so you. <laughs> I just pulled the card right now for our listeners and I'm using the Druid craft tarot deck because of the, Samhain, and this is like a, a Celtic um, deck. This is actually one of my um, first tarot that I started learning. And the card I pulled was the moon. Oh, beautiful. And here you see the full moon, and then you see the two wolves howling. One is light, one is dark, and you see those pillars there and the light illuminating from the waters. So when I see this, the moon, I know it's like a major arcana, a big shift's mm -hmm. happening during this time. So for all our listeners, be okay with pausing because the moon represents the grandmother moon. It represents the intuition. It represents a sacred feminine. And if you pay attention to your sacred feminine essence and your energy without judgment, be okay with all emotions because the moon is what shifts all emotions. It, it, we are so connected to it. We're 80% water, just like the full moon affects the tides on earth. It affects our emotions. So be gentle with yourself, dive deep into your sacred feminine. So it's a time of inner reflection of the archetype of the nun to meditate, to go within, to see what lives there for you. And we have those two wolves of duality, the dark and light. So in life, we're going to always see the, the one of the laws of the universe is a law of duality, right? Mm -hmm. There's dark and light in everything. What goes up must come down. And we're seeing duality right now in this earth plane as we continuously, you know, strive to bring harmony, peace and love during this time. That's a must because we see in other parts of the world that there's a lot of darkness and darkness is not going to win. The darkness is there so we can really, really stand united to bring more peace and more love. But the wolves are also power animals because they are the reminders like you don't have to be a lone wolf. You yeah. can actually, they're very family oriented. They're very loyal and they're very like mystical as well. So find your inner circle, find your tribe, find the people who you resonate with. And this is a time for you to believe in you and not make any decisions right now. Be okay with the path. It's illuminated 
but wait until you get a clearer picture before you make that decision. So be okay with all the stillness that's coming for you right now. It is a time of pausing. It is, absolutely. <clears throat> I really love that card. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, this deck is really nice. It's, it's, a, it's a very traditional old school tarot. I have a few newer ones, right? But I felt called to pull that for today. <laughs> yeah, I think it's perfect. That's definitely a, a deck that is spot on for the vibe that we're going for. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So tell me some of your rituals that you like to do during this time. Yeah, so I have, I don't know, just a, a couple little things that I like to do. Um, one of the things I've kind of taken a ritual that doesn't pertain to Halloween or Samhain, but I've I've made it my own. Uh, something that I like to do, it's um, like a pagan practice. And it's on the first of the month in order to kind of like cleanse the home and, you know, bring like good luck and abundance and good fortune. Uh, you do like, a, you know, your little clean of the house. But when you're done, you open your front door and standing outside facing your door facing in the house, you take a little bit of cinnamon in your hand, and you blow it through your doorway from outside going into your house. So you do have to clean up a little bit afterwards, um, but that brings protection. It brings abundance. It brings a lot of all these kind of good things. And I feel that's kind of a fun way to balance out all of this really um, intense energy that we experience with the thinning of the veil. Cause I don't know about you, but this time of year, and it's never anything bad. I always want to preface that. Cause I know people tend to go thinking about scary stuff, but I just kind of like what I was saying to you earlier about, getting all these downloads and stuff I like spirit just gets so loud for me this time of year and so with all of the like chaos and downloads and not sleeping I like to do that just as a way to like ground myself cleanse the house and just kind of you know feel good about this season so um, this time of year I do that um, I really like to dive deep into my um I call it spell work, but I'll do like lighting candles, connecting with my ancestors, uh, and also just cleansing my crystals. I know we usually do that with the full moon and with uh, eclipse season. That's not something I tend to do just because the eclipse energy is uh, shaking everything up and I don't want my crystals to take on that energy. Um, but so what I do is I take a little bit of um, some of the herbs that I have around and I'll do a little bit of a smoke cleanse for my crystals. Um, so just, yeah, like doing a lot of cleansing and a lot of connecting with my ancestors and yeah, spending time with my community as well. That's something that I really enjoy doing, having those Halloween parties and getting together with friends. It's always a fun time. I love those. Thank you for sharing. I love that we both have something that involves cinnamon. <laughs> right. And I do have something involving fire as well. I'll be able to show you because we're on Zoom, but my friend gifted me this little tiny cauldron. <laughs> So I, love I do all of like my fire spell work in there. And so again, with this being the season of like letting go and releasing, um, I do something similar where I put um, a little bit of cinnamon in the cauldron, uh, as well as I use lavender as like a, a compassionate piece. And I'll write down whatever it is I'm, I'm ready to release. And I burn it in the cauldron that has the cinnamon and the lavender. Uh, and then I'll sprinkle it with a little bit of salt on top for protection. Uh, 
And then what I do with that is I'll just like, I gift it to the universe. I'm like, I'm ready to, to release. I'm ready to let go. So I'm able to kind of, you know, give that away and release it out of my energetic field. So I have something um, that includes burning as well. So it's nice to see how everybody has a little bit of everything that they can do this time of year for releasing and letting go and celebrating the season. Oh, I love that. It's so, I have exactly the same cauldron that you have there. So I I was like, oh my gosh, we're twinning. I love that. That's a good one to use those herbs there. And yes, Yes. see, it's all about the intention. Mm -hmm. And and people have to realize that um, we are powerful beings. We are co-creators with the universe. So people have to realize that when... Back in the day, centuries ago, in the 14th, 15th century, normal people like us were being killed just by doing the things we're doing. And you realize there's nothing bad with it. It's our intention. It's using herbs, using the power of fire. It's all about the intention of release, our attention of, you know, it's like a prayer, like when you do a prayers, right? So uh, you just reminded me of that because when I grew up Catholic, I was told Halloween is bad. And hearing us talk like this is like, oh my God, I come full circle. This is amazing time to be our authentic selves, that we are our ancestors answered prayer because we can show up and we could do the work that they were doing, but they got killed for it. Yeah. Being a midwife, you got killed for, you know, like, if you were just playing with herbs going outside collecting crystals and hugging a tree you would get killed for it but in reality the reason why that happened was because women are so powerful we're so connected to creative energy and the patriarchy did not like that did not like having a woman with all that power because before the goddess was reverent there are cultures that have so many goddess statues everywhere even to this day i went to bali a few years ago and i saw goddess statues everywhere and they give offerings to the goddess so i just want to speak about that because you know we are being witches right now but in reality um we are doing what is a thing that our ancestors got killed to do and at least now we're safe enough to do it. And it's important to know the history because the patriarchy just wanted to instill fear. So I had to share that because, you know, back in the day, if a man cheated on his wife, the mistress would be killed by saying that she cast a spell on him. In -hmm. reality, no, women, were, that's not true. So, you know, there's so much stuff to talk about when we talk about this time of year. <laughs> right. But I think that's such an important note to kind of, I guess, yeah, like round off on is talking about that concept of like witches and witchcraft. Because I'd even mentioned, you know, like I do spell work and stuff. And it is still to me, if I feel sometimes funny saying it unless I'm talking to someone like you, because people just kind of look at me weird. Uh, I think I gave you um, the story where I had this one client who was, um, you know, they grew up in in the church where they were taught that, you know, witches are evil and this kind of stuff is bad and you're to avoid it. And she looked at my desk and I had um, the pentagram on my table. (laughs) I've got it made out of onyx. And, you know, I had to kind of explain to her, 
like it, it's it's not the devil's sign it's nothing anything terrible but we have all these misconceptions now about like witches and witchcraft and you know like the pentagram which people think is like the sign of the devil it's not it's earth air fire water spirit and then the circle around it is the universe so it's about using all of these different tools and I think that's such a perfect note that you brought up talking about how you know yes like we'll call ourselves witches now and I think it's so important to use this platform to be able to say like our ancestors who were you know burned for being witches and doing witchcraft they weren't doing what we see in these tv shows you know like i i like to even watch it's not scary but i like to watch hocus pocus this time of year that's such a great movie and you know you see these witches and they don't paint them up green like some people stereotype witches to be but (laughs) you know you see them doing like their spells and turning this little boy into a cat and all these things that that's not something that was done that's that's just all for you know entertainment purposes what we were really doing as witches back in the day is we were we were the healers, right? Like you said, we were the midwives. We were, I'm going to dare to say, the original doctors, because not to say that there's not immense power in traditional and, you know, Western medicine, but there is also a lot to be said for the natural remedies, right? And that's exactly what our ancestors were doing. And just like you say, it was very powerful. How did we know, you know, what tree bark to use for your headaches and things like that? And people who didn't understand it. They created all of these stereotypes and misconceptions, and it has lasted for ages. So I think that's such a great point that you brought up to kind of just round off, you know, as we're celebrating this time of year. And, you know, you see your fellow witches coming forward dressed as witches, of course, because we have to wear our pointy hats. (laughs) Know that it's not as scary as it's portrayed. It's a really beautiful, beautiful practice. Exactly. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that because it's so true. Hollywood glorifies things, making things seem so scary. Uh, I'm a hypnotherapist and I watched something years ago called Get Out. And it basically is about these people that want to like, like take over this black man's body. So they hypnotize and all this stuff. It's like, no, that's not true. That's not what happens. You cannot make someone a zombie. You cannot steal their soul. You cannot turn someone into a cat or a toad. Like Hollywood always makes everything extreme because in reality, that's the hypnosis. It's keeping people under a certain filter so they can have a little bit of fear because right. that's what the patriarchy wanted. If we had a little bit of fear, then we're controllable, right? Let's fear that lady who's hugging the tree. And you're absolutely right. All the medicine we have today originated from the herbs that our ancestors knew about. So thank you for that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Natalia. We'll kind of round it off there. This was such a fun episode to record. I always love chatting with you. And to everybody else who's listening, thank you guys so much. We're eager to know if you resonated with the cards that we pulled today. So be sure to reach out to us and let us know. Uh, And of course, if you want to connect with Natalia, I will have all of her information and social media posted in the show notes for you. Thank you so much, Natalia. Oh, it was such a pleasure to be here. And I'm also going to share this on my podcast so we could cross collab. And I'm going to make sure I have all your information on my show notes as well, because you inspired me with this podcast. And I thank you so much for allowing me to be here in your beautiful platform. I love what you're doing. I listen to your podcast and I love everyone you're interviewing. And it's like, yeah, such an inspiration. So thank you for showing up for our community. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful, happy new year, everyone.